Feature. Picture perfect. Photographs make up a crucial element in an artist or band's career and public persona. Here we look at navigating aspects of photo rights and usage. By Tracy Kelly. One of the advantages of being a musician in the 21st century is that it is possible to create and steer your own publicity and content output. But it also means that fans are thirsty for a continuous stream of new photos. Ensuring rights ownership of photographs is paramount in this process. While it may be tempting to supply some of that demand by using photographs of yourself found online, the truth is that those photos will be the intellectual property of someone else. Conversely, it's worth noting what your own rights are in relation to images of yourself that are used. When you leave a group, for example, you may assume that your image will be removed automatically from the band's website and publicity materials, but this is by no means a given. The MU is all too aware of the potential pitfalls when it comes to ensuring rights usage of images. For musicians, identifying situations where your image rights or rights of others need to be expressly protected in advance is absolutely paramount. Band on the run. The Musicians' Union dealt with a complex copyright infringement case for a band several years ago that highlights the dangers of assuming an implicit permission to use photographs. An emerging band, whose name has been withheld for legal reasons, were about to play a gig when a photographer requested a press pass from their publicist to take photos at the gig. The publicist consented on the tacit understanding that the band would be able to use some of the shots in their social media. It's quite a common practice. I've done it myself with my own bands, MU regional organiser Stephen Brown comments. When a photographer gets given a guest pass, we argue that it's a quid pro quo. You're not getting that guest ticket for nothing. The band can use the image, and it's usually low res. You don't get an image that you can blow up to a massive size without getting pixelated. So the publicist agreed to that, he continues, and the band used some of the photos on their own social media. Subsequently, the band made an inquiry about whether they could buy some of the photos directly from the photographer. Rights of use. The photographer quoted two sets of prices, one for general use and a second for using the photos for other purposes, such as in advertising and posters, which would require image manipulation. At this point, the band decided not to purchase additional usages from the photographer. This is where we possibly slipped up, recalls one of the band's members, because we assumed that these photographs were still free to use on social media. We had a run of gigs in Europe, so we made a little Facebook flyer and put some dates on two of the photographs. We credited and thanked the photographer. There's usually no issue whatsoever. More often than not, the photographer is quite grateful their work is getting used. And if we'd wanted to use the images for prints or merchandise, then we would have negotiated directly with that photographer for the rights. Several years later, as the band enjoyed greater success on the international scene, the photographer alleged copyright infringement, threatening to take the band to court for using a number of modified images in their online advertising. This is when the photographer claimed that they had no right to use the images at all in any format, said Stephen. Certainly, there was a breach of copyright for manipulating the images. The MU's strategy. Faced with litigation, a crucial question was posed. Had there actually been an initial agreement between the band and photographer for the group to use the images? 
It was clear from the publicist's recollection that permission to take photographs was based on the fact that these images could be used on the band's social media. However, this was difficult to prove, as the publicist had not kept his emails from the time, so there was no written or digital evidence. So how did the MU help settle the case? The MU negotiated with the photographer's legal representative to put our case forward, explains the band member. The MU pushed the point that the photographer had gained free entry into our gig and had been allowed to take images so that he could profit from them. Although legally this doesn't stand up if there's no contract because he still owns the images, under normal circumstances there is a quid pro quo. The fact that the photographer had initially quoted much lower prices than the damages he later claimed for also weighed in the band's favour. The MU was ultimately able to broker a deal in a negotiated settlement out of court that was favourable to both sides and saved the member significant sums of money. Inking an agreement Clearly, it is wise to draw up a written agreement with any photographer you work with, no matter how sure you are of verbal permission. When negotiating an image rights agreement, be clear about what you want, what uses you are paying for and how much they will cost. It's best to think ahead regarding the usages that you might require in the next few years. You can always negotiate what you need now on the understanding that further usages added at a later date may incur extra cost. Another incentive to using written agreements is that erroneously using images could potentially fall under laws in international jurisdictions. For example, if an American photographer takes some pictures of a British band and the British band uses them without permission, the British band could find themselves being hauled through the US courts, and that experience, of course, is going to be hugely expensive. Protecting an individual's image Another situation that can arise is when a musician leaves a band or ensemble. Quite often, the leaving member finds their image still being used by the group for publicity purposes. Although in the UK there is no specific law that protects an individual's image, it is possible to protect the content that incorporates your personal image, including photographs, trademarks and logos. We get members who say, I left the band 12 months ago and they're still using my image on their website to promote gigs, says Stephen Brown. And it can get quite fractious. We've known bands that have had major fallings out. Some of them even threaten legal action. Because members might be trying to promote a new band and they don't want their image being associated with a past band. The MU can help. But, provided the whole group are members, the MU offers a free insurance policy against such a situation, the Partnership Agreement, a bespoke agreement that can include all aspects of intellectual property, including who owns the copyrights and what happens to their image if a member leaves the band. For more information on the MU's Partnership Advice Service, visit musiciansunion.org.uk forward slash home forward slash advice forward slash your hyphen career forward slash legal forward slash partnerships. Know your image rights. Some questions you may want to pose when negotiating an image usage agreement with a photographer include... Will I be getting low-res images, high-res images, or both for the price I'm paying? Can I modify the photos? For example, can I crop them, add filters, add text, or Photoshop them into new images? 
Can I use the images online on my social media, website, etc.? Can I use the images in print? Can I use the images in physical products, such as merchandise? What is the cost for each usage? Is there a limit to physical sales, i.e. one price up to a certain quantity of products, say 2,500 or 25,000? Is there a territorial or time limit for their use? Can I do a buyout deal for all rights to the images for all purposes in perpetuity? Tribute bands. Tribute bands are another area where members can potentially find themselves on the wrong side of image rights, this time involving more of the Act's overall image and brand. Quite often, UK acts that are doing tributes of well-established, high-profile American bands get cease and desist notices, explains Stephen Brown. It's not just about the songs. Some acts have a particular visual image associated with them. So if somebody is trying to use that image as part of their act without permission, it can cause problems. Some stateside acts, he continues, will seek an agreement with those tribute acts and stipulate certain standards that need to be in place. So if the original artist becomes aware of a tribute act that they don't really approve of, they will try and close that tribute act down, because they will see it as besmirching the good name and reputation of the original act. You could be entering into passing off or trademark issues as well.